Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. looking at this incredible art from Strange Academy number one. Yeah, so let's, uh, once again, we'll welcome, welcome uh, to everyone, and we'll start again with our other, our new segment that we introduced last week, uh, uh, previously on Next Issue. Damn, I almost <laughs> forgot what it was called. <laughs> you created the segment yeah, and you forgot yeah, the name of it? This is Daniel's segment. Yeah. So I have, I have two quick things that i kind of been reading recently. Uh, one of them is... Uh, Invaders, Volume One by Chip Zdarsky. Chip. Um, I, I I don't think I've read much Chip Zdarsky now that I think about it. Like as I was going through my stuff, uh, but I'm really enjoying it. Invaders is the book that follows Namor uh, and Captain America, Bucky, and then the Human Torch, but the original, the robot Human Torch, not the. Oh not, yeah, not, the not Johnny Storm. Uh, I forget his name, but they they. I mean, he goes by that identity now in the book. Um, and it's kind of like a. The cool thing about the book is that it's a story of Namor back in the war times and how they kind of all were working as the invaders. Mm. But then also, it's Sounds in contrast awesome. with all the stuff. That, like, there's a war coming oh. that Atlantis is it's about to attack the world. Um, and I think it started this week because I, I picked up a book by Greg Pak called um, Atlantis Attacks. Yeah. Uh, so I think that might be what happens after the after the invaders. Uh, so I've read volume one. Uh, the The story's fantastic, and I don't have the artist, but I'll look it up and I'll link it up in our notes uh, because I think it's multiple people. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I've been reading is I went back and a few months ago we read uh, Tom Taylor's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 6 yes because there was a, the spider bite issue yes so now I've gone back and actually read the first volume which is the first five issues um, and it's really cool uh, I think uh, Tom Taylor introduces like this is kind of like I don't want to say it's like Hawkeye by uh, Mark uh, is it Matt Fraction Matt Fraction and David Aha. But it is, it is Spider-Man kind of like being in his neighborhood, and it's more grounded as far as like. No Sinister Six, just right, local, local right. crime. Well, kind of because it takes a really interesting turn. They introduce a concept, a concept that there's like a whole city under New York, uh, called under. I think it's called Under York. It's called uh, New or. Uh, uh, never mind. I was gonna make a Futurama <laughs> reference. Is it Old New York? It's 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 there's old there's old New York and then new New York. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, anyways, um, <laughs> but it, it's really cool because you you do get a little cameo by Johnny Storm, who he comes home, Spider-Man babysits some kids, and uh, and then this uh, they introduce a new character called Rumor, who's an older character. Like she's an older uh, lady that lives in the same building as Spider-Man. But then you find out that she's actually like a superhero too. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's nice to see a book by Tom Taylor where he's not just killing people left and right. Deceased. <laughs> this, deceased, <laughs> injustice, <laughs> uh, even the new Suicide Squad where he introduced like 20,000 characters where he'll probably end up killing a lot of them. I haven't read the, the new one. but um, So that's what I've been reading. That's what I've been kind of into this, this past week. What about you guys? Um, I I uh, I got a Christmas gift uh, from my stepson Spencer. Brag <laughs> of <laughs> Old Boy Three. I that's been one uh, series. Every Christmas he would get me like the issue or the the volume I'm missing, and it's only like eight volumes. So uh, I got the I got the third one, and it was just really. It, it's really disturbing. <laughs> so I wanted to finish the rest of them because it was really good. If you don't know the story of Old Boy, it's it's actually a manga based on the movie. 
that they have added more content to. Oh, so it, it goes in the opposite direction, whereas usually the movie's based on the manga. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So it has a lot of additional content that is not in the movie. It's just, I mean, if you like that kind of really weird stuff, I mean, I, I think it's very specific to a type of person because not everybody is going to watch Old Boy and go, oh, I need more of this. Uh, <laughs> so, so have you seen the movie? You've seen the yeah, movie? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Did you watch I, the original movie? The original is the only one that exists okay. to me. I, I, I don't think I could ever watch the Spike Lee version knowing how the original version is just so much better. Like, like I, I yes, I'm judging it before I'm seeing it. It would be kind of like if somebody tried to remake Parasite, like the the movie that just came out, yeah, with an American cast or, or they've already talked about it, which makes no sense yeah, because <laughs> Parasite is already so good on its own. But we remake British shows. I mean, yeah, we I know we're it's ridiculous. We're, we're well, awful. I think we nailed it with The Office. <laughs> we did. That's a that's a rare instance. But that, that may be the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, I would shouldn't. say. Sanford and Son, that was a win. That, that, that. But you took you took Red Fox from being a really blue comedian and put him at everyone's house. But I but I think but I think the the case with both of those is that both of those shows had to find out what they were beyond oh, the inspiration yeah. of the original. Oh, because yeah. we forget, but I believe, well, I don't, uh, this is going down a dark road. Let's Never go. mind. Let's go. Well, just the... We don't have flashlights. Let's not, do it. Not the original Cosby show, but the one he did later... Oh, yeah. ...was based on One Foot in the Grave. Like, oh. very loosely based on One Foot in the Grave. Oh, okay. Um, but it was basically an American version, version of, of that, just with Bill Cosby and most of the original cast of the Cosby show, so... <laughs> Uh, with Old Boy, I got the third volume and immediately started looking for the rest. Because I was like, nice. this one finally got me into where it's like, I want to finish this. I want to know how this plays out. And so um, we're, on a, we're on a hunt for the rest of the volumes. I need so, to do that with um, 20th Century Boys. The, the yeah, manga, that's a good one, too. Yeah. It's written by Garen Suchia and illustrated by Nobuki Minagishi. Man, those were not as easy as the... <laughs> Some of the other names. That's why I didn't try to say them. Uh, And it's in English. It's published by Dark Horse, which is very interesting. Dark Horse uh, has done a lot of manga that you should uh, track down. I think that uh, Lone Wolf and Cub is one of their big successful series. Um, And the the print editions are really nice. They do them in various sizes. Do I need to go back and read it? I've already watched The Mandalorian. (sighs) Yes, you need to go back and read (laughs) it. Lone Wolf and Cub, and maybe even track down. I mean, there are there are film versions of it done throughout time. You can track down. They're worth watching. No, I think so. I think I've been reading. None of them had Baby Yoda though, so. Oh, that's a shame. Or what about Baby? uh, What's his name? Damn it, Baby Baby Java. Java, Baby Java. Uh, I have been I have been trying to read more manga, and I think my problem with reading manga isn't, and it's a real personal problem, is that. I'll start reading manga. Like I, I picked up the last thing I picked up was called Fire Force, mm. and then I find out that there's already an anime of it. Right. And yeah. then I'm like, well, why am I going to read it when I can go? <laughs> this is that too many words problem, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, because it's even less words, if, especially if it's already dubbed. Uh, which Fire Force is amazing, both the manga and the anime. So the anime just concluded its first season. Mm. If you have the Funimation uh, app, oh, okay, you can watch it on there. I, I mean, to to your point, I have found that the the gulf between reading the manga and watching the anime varies from book to book or property to property. Yeah. Right? Like, I would, I, I I could either read Ranma or watch Ranma. To me, they're pretty similar experiences, right? But oh my god, I remember. I love, love, love Lupin the Third. I cannot stand the manga. I don't like the pacing. I don't like the art, which is heretical for me to say, but I've experienced this with a few things like um, ROD, because they're uh, called Read or Die. Mm -hmm. Um, I I caught it late one night. It it started as a a film on uh, uh, Adult Swim. Yeah. Loved it. And then I was at the bookstore and I saw they had some manga, so I picked one up. 
impossible to interpret. Like the the way really? that they do fight scenes was just like hard to follow. And I was like, I'll just watch the anime. Like it's way better, you know. So I I, I see your point. I mean, yeah. But I I, I guess I guess my point is I I wouldn't personally I wouldn't default to the anime. I would kind of give each a shot. See, like, yeah. So, an- yeah. Another example is that uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah. I love I love the manga, uh, but I the the world is so much. I think it looks so much better in color. Like that that is yeah. one. I think that's one property that just adding the color to it. Like especially with the you know with All Might that's got the his colors are so emblematic and, and <laughs> uh, like it's just you know I think there's a lot of manga that works very well in black and white. Yeah, uh, but I think that's one that I would like to see. I don't know. Maybe it would ruin it in color. I don't. Know, it's it's kind of hard to tell. But but the anime is it's amazing. Like it's so vibrant and like so bright. Even if when messed up stuff is going on, has color ever ruined a story for you though? Um, I think to, to me it changes the tone. And the one time I've seen like I met. I don't know. I maybe have a lot of drugs in my head right now. Didn't they do a colorized version of The Walking Dead? Isn't there I some know, I color? I feel like there is. Oh, like I don't know. I might, I if know. It, so I, what I was I, thinking. I think they did. Yeah, because I, I'm i pretty sure they did it as like a special edition. Is like, oh, we've colorized this issue or, or a specific run. And that really kind of took it away from me because I feel like that that story is best so in black and white. Here's what we need to do for to experiment. Uh, I was talking to some people on Discord um, and so somebody was reading, uh, my, my buddy Nick was reading From Hell. Oh, uh-huh. They oh. just released, the, they re-released From Hell, colored by the original artist. So what we could do is we'll read From Hell, Ooh. the original, and then let's read the colorized version. And then we can discuss if it changed the story or if we feel well, different. I don't we, know. We, we did that book for Comic Book Club, didn't we? From hell. Oh yeah, because I, I don't think I, I don't think I read that, but it's been on my list of things to read. It's yeah, it's good. You have to really get into. Uh, I mean, it's all more like it's going to be a well, lot of words. A lot of words. I'm going to warn you now. A lot well, of words. And <laughs> word alert. And 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 further warning. Uh, the last what thirty pages are in it's notes. All pros? Oh god! You know, it's 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 in notes. But I will say the end. Just pick the book he would never want to read. The in notes are fascinating. So I'll just wait till we meet up again for a book club or something, and I'll have you read those to me. Can can you record an audio version of the notes for me? Yeah. Uh, no. Please. No. Footnote thirty-eight. <laughs> yes. Jack the Ripper, we believe, was. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe that's something we could do later on in the year. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I would have to come in and present an argument that color helps a story to change something. I would have to because I don't really feel like if you get it in black and white. Um, with Walking Dead, it's horror, so that just that gives you what you need. You but, don't need any more. And I think even manga creators know this because they do like whenever it's like a special issue or like a anniversary thing they'll do a few pages in color right yeah yeah that's kind of like a, a maybe a reward or a celebration of the manga <laughs> well uh, th- that but also like i think if we put it in context i mean so many of these are published weekly in like shonen jump or whatever yeah so that's why for instance my my daughter who loves my hero um she's made the like she will watch both but she's made the jump because she wants to know what happens in the story. So for her, it's like I got her a subscription after you brought it up to yeah. the Shonen Jump app, and she reads it weekly. And then now she's like, I, I can't wait for the next season to start. Or I, I guess it has started now because it'll catch up with where I am in the book, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, so the last, the, the arc just kind of wrapped up, and then they're doing their, there's an episode this week because of the uh, Lunar New Year. Oh, celebration yeah, yeah. so they do they take a break from the main story for that which i always think it's really funny on anime it's kind of like when when american tv shows have like a halloween or a thanksgiving <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah. and then sometimes i wonder like does that i mean i don't celebrate lunar new year so i'd like how do other places other countries like they when they get to that episode <laughs> like that they don't especially with thanksgiving which is pretty like it's a very it's american, american holiday, yeah right? yeah like, how do they how do they receive those episodes? Like, 
if you're watching American entertainment, you probably have gotten a Christmas special. Yeah. You've gotten those. This has got me thinking, specials. though. I want to know what the international box office for. Um, Planes, trains, and automobiles was. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't even think you can get the numbers back then. Oh really? For international? I yeah. Don't, I because I've did that pick up in the nine? Well, that was the nineties, right? Did uh, it pick up in the two thousand? Automobiles, I thought was. Is it late eighties? They weren't keeping track back then because it was all like. Well, it's kind of like, like when you go look for comic book numbers. You get to a certain year, and it's like everything before that isn't available. I don't like think. it didn't exist. Like we didn't. Eighty-seven. I thought it was early nineties. Okay, uh, but so that yeah, that's that's what uh, I've been kind of into. Oh, I guess that was Clay. Clay, did you finish? I interrupted you and tangentially went somewhere oh, else. Oh, for for old boy. Oh yeah. no, this is my first manga. I'm finishing uh, the entire set. I it's really dark and disturbing, and that's kind of what I enjoy. I <laughs> um, I ha- I'm sitting on uh, some anime that I want to start, and then I'm gonna deep dive into the books. That's not how you watch anime. You don't sit on it and um, it is Neon Jello. Oh, Neon I'm in the Genesis same boat. Evangelion. I've I I've, I've got the first volume of the manga and I need to read it. I have the three films. Okay. I have the TV series. Okay. Um, and I want to start the manga, but I think I'm going to get the films are really incredible. That's what I've heard. They, yeah. Uh, visually the music I mean, but I, I got the first one, and I was like, oh, there's two more. I want to get it. And it apparently uh, condenses all the TV and stuff into one story. I've read that it, it it's better to watch everything else and then come to these. Okay. I'm going to try to consume it all and see what it says. Uh, again, this is kind of weird um, because the author has come out and said that this, this entire run has been about depression and his dealing with it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what Neon Genesis Evangelion's about. And I was like, oh, I need to get into this for some reason. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's like these other books that I like that are dark and depressing or him explaining himself. Uh, I'm just kind of curious how he does it in art. Interesting. Wow. Josh, what are you? What have you been? Uh, so I'm I'm kind of reading all the same stuff I I, I always mention. I, I it, it's what I need just to read. Just the same book over and over. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's what I need to read. I brought up my Comicsology uh, uh, smart list here, and I need to read um, the last issue of of A Darkened Wish. Um, <laughs> you sound really excited about that one. I just it is. Wh- been, what is that book? It is the D and D book oh, the I Forgotten oh that's right you t- i think you mentioned it, that last, i did last time it's just it's ago. or two times ago it's just yeah. it's it, it the first issue was really good and then it had again this like six month uh maybe, gap maybe they rolled poorly <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's all it's all uh 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 Dude, when you roll that one it's like ah shit <laughs> Um, but in the same note, I have the last issue of Rick and Morty versus D&D to read, and I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, I just I have a lot of stuff to catch up on. I will say comics adjacent. Um, I, uh, I'm doing some research for uh, a paper I'm hopefully presenting this summer, and I just read um, uh, the only monograph to be put out about Chris Ware. And after reading it, I realized that the series it's part of is actually, it's not quote unquote fine art. It's not comics art. It is designers. Like in the same series, it has Chip Kid and oh, others. Yeah. So it really focuses on Chris Ware as a designer, which is a, re- I, I loved it. It was a really interesting take on him. It's like 20 pages of essay and then the rest of the book, it, you know, it's 100 and 20 pages or so, 100 pages of just, you know, beautiful images of this, of all this crazy stuff that he makes. And it's, it's interesting stuff that you don't see as often. So it's like his sculpture. It is, um, you know, just all the kind of crazy elaborate stuff he does. It's really amazing. So that's, that's kind of the thing that uh, I've been reading most recently. I've got a lot to catch up on. Oh so. God, I, who doesn't have a stack of stuff? Yeah, yeah, mine's all over the place too. I have a virtual stack on my Comixology app. I have the stack next to my bed, and then I have a stack in the living room. One of these days, we're going to be found under all these comics. Just like they fell. Hey, if we wait long enough, all of us are Burgess Meredith, and we're just waiting with our stack of books and our Mm -hmm. glasses broke. Yep. Oh no. Well, (laughs) luckily, I'm not. I'm farsighted. I don't know. I need them to. I need my (laughs) glasses to see far away. I don't need them to read. You're near sighted. 
yet. You're, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was me getting glasses last time. The doctor's like, oh, it's time for you to it get glasses. It does feel nice to get new glasses, and then you're like, oh, everything is so much <laughs> right. cooler. Every time it's like you get an upgrade. His Mine have been so bad that I've, I've just been irritated lately because I have to wear a pair to see the TV and a pair oh. to read. So I'm constantly, and I had progressives and yeah. they hurt my eye. Yeah. So now it's like I have all these glasses everywhere. I just grab a pair. And <laughs> just a random, off somebody of the street, excuse me, sir. Yes. <laughs> I need to read this comic book On this now. episode of Our Aging Bodies. Um, <laughs> I don't so. want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> you guys, I've got hair growing in places I didn't know existed. <laughs> What are you, Wolverine? I wish. (laughs) So, all right. So, uh, I guess are we moving on to the yeah, yeah. So today on our episode, uh, we're gonna we a few months ago, Adrian brought his daughter to to kind of hang out while we recorded, and she she had the Marvel previews catalog, and circled a few things that looked interesting to her. So ripping off that same segment. Uh, I'm stealing in. from ourselves. Yeah, yes. we sure are. Thanks, Adrian. It's evolving. Uh, we're I brought in the previews uh, book for Marvel and DC, and the big one, but the big one's kind of hard to navigate. Uh, so are these available digitally? I don't I, know. I think so. Are yeah, they, okay. they should be. I need to start so subscribing to them. Whenever I go to the comic book shop, I like whenever I I just ask for it, and then uh, Sean uh, at Sanctuary Books and Games like. He'll just give them to me if he has them, because otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what. Well, this says free. Yeah, I don't know cover. what qualifies you to pick this up. I guess it's just if you want it. Yeah, just to help them pre-order books. Yeah, to so get your pull list together. Yeah, and, and and especially if you find stuff in here that maybe some uh, variant covers that they're going to put out. Yeah, like a lot of variant covers. We have that Robin eighty coming up. Well, just look at this one. I'm excited for the yeah, Spider-Woman variants. Oh, yeah. Those covers are pretty awesome. So what we're going to do is Josh has the DC uh, previews. Uh, Clay has the Marvel previews. We're going to look through is, it. And I, am, I am the worst person to give the DC previews. <laughs> <laughs> you want to switch? You want to switch? No, 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 no. Just because I'm going to pick the weirdest shit I can find. That's, oh, I think hey, it's man. not going to be a that's single mention of Batman I'm over here Superman. talking about no, old boy, and yeah. you're going, I'm going to pick some weird stuff. And, and that's what I want. I don't. We all know Batman and Superman are coming out. That Nobody cares about that stuff. <laughs> well, like, you do. I, well, I do, but I'm already picking that up. Like, you know. I, I mean, right off the bat, the first page is Scotty Young, Humberto Ramos, Strange Academy, Humberto Ramos doing the covers. The characters are incredible looking. Uh, I do hope we get a Scotty Young cover for that. I don't oh, see yeah. it in the preview, but I'm sure we will. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's um, Dr. Voodoo. <coughs> I don't really know a lot of these characters. In no, here. it looks like the kits are on you, but... Yeah, but Pumpkinhead Kid, what is that? A trick or Treat, or uh, what's his name? Is that from that scary movie? Well, I don't know. Oh, maybe. yeah, from Trick or Treat. Yeah, he yeah. does look like that. He's pumpkin head. But or he also or the dude from uh, Return to Oz that we talked about two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. You mean Nightmare Fuel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see the the statistics for that episode because I don't know how many people like enjoyed listening to Return of Oz talk. <laughs> <laughs> like like a, a an old kids movie that's kind of limited... Uh, limited appeal well, but even now it's like it's, did you show your kid this it's just like the last episode you know it's like you know we, we like to introduce the weird ass shit you may not be aware for of for sure you'll, that's true. You'll, you'll get a lot of stuff that you've never heard of in this podcast um, well uh, I guess we go like Marvel DC Marvel DC if I, I like that to way. keep it equal okay. even if DC's not giving me my digital codes well, oh yeah tell me about it I'll well, bring that up every episode until they do it yeah. Speaking, I, I am now super hyped about this. Speaking of the cover image, uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerard's Strange Adventures. Yes. And Evan Shaner. And Evan, yes. yes. Evan Doc Shaner. I am a huge Adam Strange fan. And I mean, basically, I'm a fan of you put a rocket pack on anyone, I'm going to read it. <laughs> but it's DC's Rocketeer in space. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I just, I, you know, n- knowing how often Tom King does this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm on board immediately. So I'm kind of mad I can't automatically add this to my uh, pull list on, uh, on um, Comixology. Well, this is, this is my problem. Tom King's books, especially like limited stories like this, yeah. like Mr. Miracle, mm-hmm. like Vision, I'm going to buy in hardback. Those, the, right. the, the hardbacks both DC and Marvel put out are incredible. They yeah. have tons of content. I already know I'm going to get a great story. Yeah. 
Um, so I won't buy the individual issues. Well, I might buy them digitally to read it as it comes uh, out yeah. and then buy the hardback later. See, to me, that should be... Because, because DC won't give us the codes. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the way I think uh, <laughs> any of this run is if you buy a digital... If you if you commit to a digital series, let's say yeah. there's 12 issues of that, and I go ahead and say, here's all my money I want, all 12, yeah. then I should get a hardback. Or, or, or at the very, like, I agree with that. Or at the very least, I would love when it comes out as a trade paperback, you get upgraded to the digital trade paperback. Because I hate having to go back through and then download each individual issue to read it again. Like, why not just and <laughs> And it doesn't tell you whenever you have those issues if you go to buy that graphic novel. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. already own these. You, you already own issues 1 through 12. I have of, some graphic novels I've bought, but mm, I already have the issues. Yeah, and I if I buy, if you buy... Because this looks like it's going to have, uh, for each issue, uh, a Doc Chainer cover and a Mitch Gerard's cover. That does look like, yeah. So yeah. if you're one of those people like me that will probably <laughs> buy both, meaning you're going to buy 24 issues of this book, let me collect pieces in each book and then trade them in for some kind of discount on the yeah. digital oh, code wow. or something. Yeah. So like put enough that would be good well, yeah 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 exactly I think, I think too though if you buy them digitally up front uh you should get a hardback and you should get all the variant covers because you've already yeah. committed more money to that book than the person who bought the first issue yeah yeah no i i agree and i hope uh visit to the coast if i buy a fucking dnd hardback give me a code for it and beyond come on yeah ridiculous anyway um However, I do want to put this out there now because I'm worried that Tom King is going to be stealing what we all agree is my thunder. Um, <laughs> this story looks great because it, it looks like he's playing with the, the, the distinction between Adam Strange, Hero of Ron, and Adam Strange, Earthling, right? Yeah. And so, it, you know, the, the, sub, the, the description is Adam Strange, war hero or war criminal. And I just want to throw out there, uh, maybe three years ago, I had this idea for just a, a couple of kind of one or two page Adam Strange stories called Adam Strange Earthling. And the idea was, and this was when I was reading the original Silver Age collection of Adam Strange, which I love. And the great thing about those is <laughs> almost every issue begins with him running to meet the Zeta Beam to take him to, to Ron, right? Yeah. So I started thinking, it's like, well, what is he like in these months he's on Earth? It's just an Earthling. So my idea was he is just the worst person. That going to Ron is his... Atonement? His, oh, no, more his aspirational, like, like you know... Uh, uh, he goes to Ron. And he's like, everyone loves me there. And he comes to Earth, and it's like one whole page is just going to be him in his apartment watching TV, eating popcorn. You know, very, very dull. Yeah, yeah, very dull. Life. But, but also awful. Like one is just him like shoplifting at the store. You know, just like like this sort of stuff. Like he's just he's not a good person on yeah. Earth. He's not bad. He's just nobody. Yeah. And then he goes to Ron, and it's so it's like my idea was so what it's like Henry Hill at the end of Goodfellas, just walking out of his house to get his newspaper. He's just another <laughs> yeah, yeah, schmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of like this is life now. Yeah. And, but his other life was this gangster-filled, right, know, right, money, so, cocaine fest. Because I, I just started wondering, I was like, what is his life like in between trips to Ron? You I know, mi I miss going to the last cocaine fest. <laughs> <laughs> Their tickets were sold out. Yeah. I believe it became Burning Man, didn't it? <laughs> or Coachella. <laughs> or Coachella. So anyway, I just want to put that out there. Now we can all go read Tom King's uh, and then surely much better story than Expect an mine. upcoming lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, it was at least three, four years ago I had this idea. Well, I mean, um, I believe did, I wrote it in a sketchbook somewhere. He did work from this for the CIA. He was probably listening to you somehow. God damn it, you're right. Yeah. Tom King, give me my life back. Um, and a rocket I'll, pack. I'll bring this up off air. No, no, no. Oh, all right. Um, I, I'm just looking at this Spider Woman art. I, I'm a fan of Jessica Drew. Uh, there are her stories I like. I liked Bendis, Agent of Sword. Uh, I like kind of the gritty agent super spy stuff. I, I wasn't a fan of the last Dennis uh, Hopeless run that was kind of like, hey, she's a superhero and she's pregnant. I, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, I did like that new suit that she had recently, though. Oh, yeah, her suits, uh, they. Uh, some of the variant covers have her in new suits. Uh, one of the covers I really love is Todd Knox, uh, Spider-Woman versus Spider-Woman scroll cover. Um, a lot of variant covers for this one. Kind of excited. I don't know the team, though. Hmm. Carla, That's exciting. Yeah, Carla Paccio. And oh, yeah, no, no, no. She's amazing. Who, what has she written? Uh, nothing you would know at the moment. She is, and, and she was, I, I follow her on Twitter. She just announced she was doing this. Okay. She, she's done a lot of indie stuff. She's 
hilarious. She's really funny. Okay, I'm in. And um, she has written, uh, she wrote a, I need to find it, a children's book that looks like a children's book about a dog detective, but it is so not for children. Um, it's like, there's like two or three of them, I think. It's like, it's like Detective Puddles does some, I, I made that up, but, um, look her up because it, 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 it kind of plays with that conceit of it looks like a children's book and then it's like, he's discovered like autoerotic asphyxiation. Again, I'm making all this up, but I just, um, I love how it looks like it's for kids, but it's not. It's not. I, I go, vaping? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, she's she's great. I'm really I'm really excited about about that. And and, and I'm I'm this may be her mainstream debut. I, I could be wrong. Uh, um, I, I believe so because I I've never seen her before. But if you're giving me the inside from her, um, her um, indie Twitter feed, yeah, her yeah. indie. Her, but oh, she's yeah, done yeah. some indie stuff. Um, real quick though, I I'm usually not as big of a variant as you are, but die cut variant by Chip Kid. Uh, J. Scott Campbell variant, Todd Knock variant, Bruce Tim variant, uh, Ron Ooh. Lim, Carrie Andrews, uh, Carmen Infantino, Hidden Jim variant cover. I mean, uh, they've got some great variant covers. I don't know what that this. means. Um, what the. Uh, the Carmen Infantino. Uh, Hidden Jim variant. I'm, I think the Hidden Jim variants are for stores uh, if they buy so many of a certain book. They can get that book. It's like the one in forty, one in seventy-five oh, okay. ti- titles. Uh, well, but what I'm thinking is, um, like Carmen Infantino has passed away, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, how did? Uh, what I'm what I'm thinking is they're gonna do, and I think they did this with X Men. They found an unpublished Jack Jack Kirby, right, uh, and then put cover, it out as new. Put it out as yeah. yeah. Have somebody finish the inks and colors, right? Yeah. Because my, my buddy Carlos gave me that as a birthday gift. And then I looked online and I was like, oh, this was not, like, like it, it's not normal price because it is more exclusive. What what, what do you got next? Okay, so, uh, and I'm just kind of going in, in order of the book. Um, Amethyst is back. Amethyst Whoa, number Gem World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, by Amy Reader, uh, written and art. Um I, I will I will fully confess I never read the original Amethyst but I remember people raving about it. Oh yeah. And so I'm I'm kind of excited to jump into a new I, I don't know if it's a, a reinterpretation. I, I think this or, may be this may be spinning out of the Bendis's Young Justice because they brought in a character. She's, yeah, yeah, she's part of that. Oh. It and says they, Wonder Comics at the top. Yeah, Wonder Comics is Bendis's imprint. Got it. Okay. For, All right. For so that it stuff. seems for like, like it. Wonder Twins. Yeah, Wonder uh, Twins, Young Justice, Dal H, Dal H for, for here. Hero. Oh, nice. All right. Um, so anyway, it just yeah, not, cause now and this is issue two, so I assume issue one's out next month in February. And, and maybe I don't know if now that Gerard Way's going back to My Chemical mm-hmm. Romance, I think they're folding out. Like they're Umbrella doing away Academy? with they did away with Young Animal, so I don't know. If, oh, uh, really? I don't know some of that other stuff maybe rolling into one of these imprints. Like will someone take over Doom Patrol? Or? Yeah, yeah, because right. like that's a still, weird one to try to take over from him. Because Far Sector yeah. is, I think, is one of those books that was on their Young Animal. Um, but it'd be, it'd be it'd be weird for DC not to do it just with the success of the show. Oh yeah, you for know? sure. I mean, um, so. all right. What's next? What do we have next? Um, the, a weird book. A, a team. Have you ever seen a team that you go, "Oh man, I love that team." I don't like that character. <laughs> I don't know. And then they throw a Scotty Young variant at me for Cable Number One. I'm not a Cable fan. This appears to be Young Cable, written by Jerry Duggan and art by Phil Noto. Yeah. Um, they, they've done other books together. If you've read, they did Chewbacca together. They're a great team. Phil Noto's art is unbelievable. I will have a Phil Noto tattoo soon. Like, oh, that's yeah. how much yeah, I love Yeah, I, I love Phil Noto. I hope it's a Poe Dameron. <laughs> I, I, it's probably Evil Nightcrawler. When did he he drew Batman for a while too, didn't he? Phil Noto? Yeah. Ooh, I don't think Maybe so. Maybe with Grant Morrison if he did. If anything. I don't I, I don't think he's ever Oh really? Done. Why am I thinking Cuz cuz I've I've searched a lot of his art. It's a lot of just Marvel stuff. Is it? Yeah, right. Marvel, Star Wars, and then he does a lot of movie stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over just a few kind of random things I I've noticed. Uh one is uh, the listing for He-Man and the Masters of the Universe number five. I don't know if it's just the art, but it looks like Beast Man is crying. Um, or if he just has weird blue... Uh, it's either blue, weird 
blue face. I, I'm pretty sure you know, he's from crying. my favorite He-Man episode when Beastman cried. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I just thought that was funny. But this does remind me again that I do need to be reading uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, they listed number nine here. Uh, Matt Fraction. Is uh, S- Steve Lieber drawn mm-hmm. it the entire time? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's been doing it so far. Uh, this is an amazing image, by the way. It's uh, Jimmy dressed up like Sherlock Holmes with blood dripping off of him and a cat in his shoulder. Oh, so, all those covers are great. God, so good. Um, that's been one of the cool things is I went to the Zeus quarter sale. They had a lot of those uh, Jimmy Olsen, Superman, Pal, and variant covers in there. So really? I, was, I picked up a bunch. So Is it not selling, you think, I if they had not. that many? I don't know. I don't know if it was something to drive, you know, you know, buy this many copies or something. Hmm. But it, it's Matt Fraction doing yeah. a fun book yeah. with, a, with a fun character. All right, Clay, what are, let's go back to Marvel. Um, Adam Kubert, uh, drawing Wolverine again. I, the Kuberts yeah. uh, were, were, at DC, or were at DC. They'd been at Marvel for a while. They did a lot of the Unlimited books, the Unlimited X-Men. Yeah. And if yeah. you saw a lot of that great X-Men art, it's back in Wolverine. Uh, Benjamin Percy, uh, Adam Kubert, Wolverine number two. The cover's amazing. Uh, there's just something. Adam Kubert draws Wolverine raw. Like everything is yeah, just like yeah. he doesn't smile. You see teeth. You will see claws. That is that is the Kubert way. That is, that is the Kubert that's the way, way they teach it at school. Yeah, that's, it is. That, that's the way his dad drew Sergeant Fury. Claws and yeah. teeth. Yeah, <laughs> claws and all. How do you think he lost the eye? Um, <laughs> I thought a cat got him. A cat did get him. Or um, a, a, what's it called? A furkle? Sure, no, something like that. Um, okay, so uh, two kind of weird things. One is. It, it, it appeared, I'm just kind of guessing, there's like five pages of various books that come out of kind of the Neil Gaiman um, the Sandman. Sandman universe. Yeah. And so it, it seems like now that they've shuttered Vertigo, this is just now its own imprint called Sandman R.I.P. Universe. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy thing. Books of Magic makes sense. The Dreaming makes sense. House of Whispers, don't know what that is, so I'm going to say makes sense. John Constantine Hellblazer? I've never thought of him as a Sandman character. I mean, he was... He dabbles in the universe, so maybe he's a fringe character that they want to, like, they can pull things in from I mean, other places. I mean, he shows up in the first storyline as as Sandman's regathering all of his accoutrement. But um, anyway, I just I just thought it was weird. I do love the cover and the artist, though. Uh, uh, Matias Bergara. Uh, no, the cover's by John Paul Leon. Leon. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, right next to it is a listing for The Last God, number six. And this has popped up in my news feed. I kind of want to read it now because it it's apparently it's a DC Black Label fantasy book. Yeah. I picked up is the it fir- good? I p- so I picked up the first issue and I haven't read it. Okay. Because um, I was reading the... I was reading the synopsis, and I'm like, I bet this is going to read way better if it's all together. Okay. And then I made my resolution of stop buying as many DC books anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh-oh, somebody has a... Uh, oh, yeah, if you if you, if you you watch the pull list videos, I talk a little bit about, like, you know, now that I don't have to pick up Batman because Tom King's not writing anymore. Like, <laughs> wow. Wow, Tom... Tom King ruined Batman for I you? And, and by I, ruined, I mean nobody else can be as good as him? I haven't not picked up Batman since 2012. So. What? Yeah. Wait, this is like this is like a the new Batman Daniel. Fan. Yeah. That's like me not buying a Nightcrawler book. So yeah, I think exactly. I'm just going to trade weight or buy it digitally or whatever, but I'm not. Like, I, don't need, I don't need the singles anymore. That, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you're still reading them. You're just not buying yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the print floppies. I, yeah, I think we really need to revisit our episode about how we consume I think that'd be good. Yeah. I need to revisit my consumption that I've already bought it. <laughs> Get rid of some stuff. Are, I, are we going to sure. find you dead under a pile of floppies? I hope not. I, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But the main nah, there's not an. I don't. I keep them all separated enough that okay. It wouldn't be. It might be like an injury, but not fatal. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Well, um, I brought this up though because my various interests converged this week because it was announced that. DC is going to release an official D&D 5e source book based around this comic. Really? The Last God. And nobody knows yet 
is it like is it just going to be like an online PDF thing? Is it going to be like an actual book? Someone said it'd be kind of cool if it was just an issue of the comic. They just leave it in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right, right. <laughs> I used to find Playboys in the forest. Now I just find D and D five E source books. Um, but. Uh, uh, but because of that, it kind of I like I didn't even know this existed. So now I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I think want to read it. I think so. now once the six, once six comes out, I'll go back and maybe. Either. Is that the first story arc? So that's like so. book one, and then I I, I mean I mean it, this is March, so I may just wait till March and get the the TPB. The, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that's what I've been doing. T- like that's what TPB, I do yeah. for for even if I'm buying the singles, I'll wait till the story's done. Okay. Uh, I just think it feels it feels like it reads better that way. Okay. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Clay, um, I I did not know this book was coming out. It looks like Kelly Thompson is doing Starbrand, but they're calling it Star. So Star is a new character because the font oh, looks like Starbrand. It does. Yeah. Is it not a Starbrand? It's, it's not. She's a spinoff character from her book. Um, Starbrand. So no, not <laughs> Starbrand. So I actually read Star Number One um, a few weeks ago when it came out. Uh, mainly, I bought it mainly because of the cover, but then I saw Kelly Thompson was writing it. Yeah. And even though I'm not current on Captain Marvel, so let me let me tell you what how she came about. Uh, Star, she went rogue and like Captain Marvel put an arm through her chest, and now it's been filled. The cavity's been filled by the Reality Stone. A so whole she lot has of heart the that can only be yeah. filled by you. God so she has she has the reality stone inside of I her. I didn't know anyone was that big of a fan of the song. <laughs> no, the whole no, story. no. I, it, fan's not the word. Um, <laughs> she has the reality stone. Some extreme. Yeah. God. 90s ballads bring him back. Hair metal ballads, folks. Uh, no. Sorry, we've so. totally derailed Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Um, yeah, so she's got the reality stone <laughs> inside her, and now she's kind of learning how to. what she could do and how to live with it. And. The problem is not the problem, but the cool thing about this book is that she's not a good person. So, so, so it's a kind of a villain, either villain anti-hero. Like the first thing she does is go to go to, goes to one of the villain bars to hang out and try to regroup herself. Like that almost sounds like an episode of Harley. Yeah, you know, like you like got to go hang out with the Legion of Doom here at the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I I recommend Star if you like Kelly Thompson. If no. you like what she's doing on Deadpool or, or, or all Captain the other Marvel. books she's she's writing. Right. Is she our new Mark Wade? <laughs> Maybe. Mark Wade's Mark Wade's doing Doctor Strange. Uh, oh, is he really? Yeah, was, oh. uh, I saw it in here. Mark Wade's doing Doctor Strange, bringing back Doctor Druid. So oh. the last oh, time wow. uh, I saw Doctor Druid I just he was in Hawkeye and I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Weird character, he's, but he's he can Marvel's bring back Kite a, Man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what is Marvel's Kite Man? Oh, uh, still man. Still man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the same time we realize it. Still Ma- man or Frogman. Frogman. I was thinking Frogman too. Yeah. All, all the all my favorite issues of Spider-Man from the eighties. Uh, Have Stiltman in them. It was Stiltman or Frogman. I had yeah. I had both of them. Um, so, all right. So I I may need a bit of context for this because I don't really understand what this means. But uh, I'm towards the the back end. What is dollar comics from DC? Is it just dollar reissues? It's reprints. In, yeah. in, in print? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So is it like what Marvel does? Like, hey, this is where you first saw this character. You yeah, can read about much. it for a dollar. Well, I, 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 I mention it because there is some good-ass shit coming out in dollar comics in March. Notably, the uh, Giffen Damati's Justice League number one. Yeah. And one of my personal favorites is the first DC book I read that I loved when I got back into comics in high school yeah chuck dixon's robin the original oh, miniseries yeah. number one that's uh the tim robin uh oh god i'm gonna pick this up i love and i, I wish he would do the whole series that whole miniseries it's only what four issues i thought it was six is it six or, or or was it the? i think that one is the six issue one there is another robin that is a chuck dixon different artist that is a four issue prestige book was that well? He did. He did multiple. Like like they did a bunch of miniseries before he ever got his own title. So yeah, yeah and I, and I think all by Dixon. So there was like Robin two. Um, yeah, just different art, three. different format. Yeah, I love this book so much. Um, so anyway, okay, 
So uh, break out your dollars. Don't go to the strip club. Take them to the comic store. <laughs> don't throw them at the comic shop owner, though. Yeah, no, that's considered rude. Unless, for some reason, he is stripping. In which case, or she, you know, whichever. What do you, you got, Clay? Well, I, I, this is a book that I have not picked up. But now I'm tempted to pick it up because it has Fing Fang Foom in it. Oh, I'll read anything with Fing Fang Foom. Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda. <gasps> what? And yes, I need this. It has an incredible cover of them fighting <gasps> Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, I mean, so how do you not get that? That's amazing. Uh, by Jim Zub uh, on writing and artist Lan uh, Medea. Medean? Sure. Medean? Yeah. Medina, I yeah. I honestly Jim Zub's becoming one of my favorite writers, and again he crosses that that line between role playing games and uh, yeah same um, here. And his so. his stuff tends to have a more funny take. It does, yeah. yeah. Except I mean, for that it, champions room that got really sad. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's what makes him so good writing Rick and Morty. Is he is he he gets that combination of humor and does he write in the burps? I haven't read it. I haven't read the Rick and Marty. Yes, he does, and and he does it appropriately. It's not like too often, right. and it's just yeah. I say appropriate like I'm some sort of <laughs> Rick and Morty expert. Tell me how. This, tell me. <laughs> tell me what the cadence of a burp from Rick should be, please. <laughs> Give me five minutes. I'm gonna go grab a soda. <laughs> um, um, oh, is it me? I mean, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you look like you're pretty far into the. Back well, the I am. Place. I was just gonna say this is good and bad news. Um, the good news is. Uh, under backlist titles offered again, in conjunction with Strange Adventures 1, they are going to release the Silver Age Adam Strange Omnibus, which is a beautiful hardcover book. Nice. The bad news is it is $99.99. What? It is 848 pages. And dear God, I want this. Wow. I want it bad. Do you have uh, how many of you own the oversized omnibus type books like that? I've got the paper, like the paperback black oh, and white ones. Yeah. I, I forget what those are called. Uh, yeah, I, trades. I would assume. Well, no, the, they're the, not. It was a series. It was like uh, sh- showcase. I've oh, got okay, the okay. I've got the yeah. showcase Adam Strange, showcase Ambush Bug, showcase Superman. I've got a bunch of those because they were cheap. It was like fifteen bucks for because they're like the Marvel Essentials. Yeah, exactly. I only exactly. have one that's like a Justice League. It's got a. It's like a book you pull out of that little hard case. Yeah, yeah. And it's oversized, and it's uh, it's absolute edition. Maybe because it it has Alex Ross cover all like all around. Oh wow! And the only reason I picked it up is when I went on a work trip to to DC, I wanted to check out a comic shop, which I did. (laughs) Damn it! And I don't remember the name, but uh, yeah, I'll shout him out. Well, I shouted him out when I went, but. It's it's become a Trump property now. Uh, oh, I think it's far enough from the White House that it, <laughs> it won't. Uh, but after I, I I was I was walking back to the train station or the metro as they call it, um, I ran into an old they. bookshop. So I went into the shop, just an antique bookshop, and as I was looking, I was like, oh, they'll probably have old comics here. So they did, and then I saw that, and it was like, I think it was like eighty dollars, and I was like, man, this. Seems like a lot, but I'm in D.C. I'm buying this. Like, it's on a trip. Uh, maybe I can expense it to the yeah. account, which I couldn't. <laughs> Write it off. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a business expense. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, that's the only reason I bought it. And I haven't it, – it's so heavy, too. Like, it it was interesting, like, trying to bring it back because I put it in my, uh, in my luggage hoping that it wouldn't, like, go over the, the weight limit or whatever. Yeah. But that, so that's the only one of those I have. Man, I really, God, I really want this, and I could take the gamble of waiting to see if it ends up as part of uh, a sale. Can you imagine if it shop. came with a digital code for everything that's inside? They, oh, it's wow. DC. They're not gonna do it would, that. It would sell itself. Like it, it would. Now I would. I mean, that'd be a no-brainer at that point. Because that's honestly what I. This is gonna sound bad. What I do with my role-playing game books. I'll subscribe to them to get both the print and, like through through Paizo, the print and the PDF. Because I know mm-hmm. one day if I just want to purge. The uh, the print book. I still have the PDF, right? right? Um, so, anyway. All right, Clay. Um, hitting into the Star Wars books over at Marvel. This one I'm excited for because one, it's Star Wars. Two, it's Bounty Hunters. Three, Ethan Sachs is writing it. If you're reading the Old Man books, uh, Old Man oh, Quill, yeah. he's been writing that. Um, nice. So in that in that Star Wars Vader. Uh, Target Vader book that's on that same page. Yeah, they introduce Valens, 
who's a new bounty hunter. Oh, we see the half cyborg. Yeah, but he was also introduced in like Star Wars 185, which is an, uh, the one, like a one comic that from Legends that yeah. still continues the story that they left off. Oh, in. nice. So I, I read, I read 185, and then I'm I'm currently reading Target Vader, uh, because I'm excited for that bounty hunter series as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's got all your favorite bounty hunters. Oh yeah, I mean, you got Dengar, uh, Boba Fett, Bosk, uh, just on the covers, and, I, and and for all you variant fans, here are your Michael Golden, Dave Johnson, Kari Andrews. First, that's just the first issue. Second, second issue variant covers Phil Noto, and a special Empire Strikes Back variant by Chris Sprouse. I mean, just yeah, I know. I mean, they've really got some great people doing covers here. And as much as as much as we talked about the previous books not being, you know, whatever whatever your impression was from the a few episodes ago, like it's just kind of fun sometimes to sit at the shop and go through the books and trying to figure out what's coming up. I mean, you could do the you could do all this stuff online, but it's not the same. No, like just thumbing through the book and actually looking at everything. Well, and you see, you know, who's taking over more books, right? What artists, uh, you know, like. I, I hate this. I'm a huge Chris uh, Bocciolo fan, and I look at his Deadpool and see by issue five, he's not doing the interiors. Right. And yeah. just, I, I know, I know he can't do a regular book all the time, but I hate when I see the fill-in because then I know, man, he's yeah. just not on schedule. Yeah, I hate fill-ins unless it serves the story, but but I but I understand why they have to be done sometimes. I, I, I get it. I just... I wish... I feel like we should be at a point, and this goes back to kind of the complaint around like um, uh, Doomsday Clock, that if you're gonna hire a certain artist who is well known, but you also know how they work, yeah. then you, I feel like as an editor, you need to build that in, right? If you know someone, you know, like Gary Frank is gonna take a while. <laughs> that was the one I was. Yeah. Then you just you just front load it. You're like, all right, we're not gonna announce this till you're done with. How many issues do you have in the can before? Exactly. Six. Exactly. Oh, six. Right. I would say six issues on a twelve issue book. Yep. I mean, half Halfway the books yep. should be done. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, anyway, I mean, because to some degree, that is the the streaming model now, yeah. right? Like you just were, you know, unless you're. Well, and and DC. You or oh, Disney God. Plus, you just like here's the entire show. Go enjoy it, right? And and so you know you're not you, that you'll get invested and then have to wait. Yeah. And so. I think it worked so well for for I bring it up again. Tom King's Batman. They they had a, a planned schedule of artists rotating throughout the book, but it made sense for the story. Like there was yeah, the, you know David Finch did the first arc, and then they already had like Clayman and. Uh, Mitch Garst ready for some issues and Joel Jones came in for the arc with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. like it just it was a whole plan so that you, we know that they're capable of planning don't just plan for your flagship book or whatever plan for all your books like you should treat them all like I mean if you treat them all like they're gonna like they're gonna be Batman maybe they'll sell like Batman <laughs> yeah 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 no that's a great point yeah so send me uh, an email of DC I'll, I'll work for you <laughs> <laughs> As long as you promise to give me all the digital copies of everything that's coming out. <laughs> we should have a fantasy league where we oh, we wow. pick books that we think would do well and yeah. then who should be total there. their numbers for the year. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Oh, and then like, yeah. yeah. Oh, one. yeah. That's a good and idea. And then ba- ba- we could base it on last year's sales. So some books would be more expensive. We have like specific budget. I think this we need to like have a draft. I think, I think we need so. to get the Kyle PD involved in all these numbers things. I well, think and and it, it would make sense to do it both by title and team, right? right. Because yeah. if there's a new book coming out that we don't have any prior sales info on, but the team is again like Strange Adventures, it's Tom King and Mitch Gerard. It's like, well, no, uh, last year I'm they're expecting it's going to be pretty good, you know. Yeah. It's a, that's, as a solid what, pick what would be roster. the character that would make you go I don't know about this can I make up fake sports terms to use because yes. I, I okay good Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I would say if, if it's ambush bug I know Josh will buy one but Jesus that's about Christ. it uh, do you know how hard it was for me to not bring ambush bug in for last episode <laughs> I, I grabbed it and I'm like nah, I mention it all the time but I love me some ambush bug Tom King Mitch Gerard. who would you want to be CEO Atari on, Force 
art for Ambush Bug? Today, um, I could see Scotty Young. Yeah. Um, I could cool. see. Uh, oh God. Well, who, what about Buckalo? Um, yeah. Uh, I I would I would take Scotty Young over. Yeah, I mean Scotty Young is way more cartoonish. Right. It's yeah. funny because Scotty Young was inspired by Chris, so his art started like that and then went his own way. Well, and so I'm also curious. <laughs> like, let me make the legs longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and um, who uh, who draws Lumberjanes? That's not Joel Jones, is it? No. No. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. She, I know what you're. She'd thinking. be great yeah. at Ambush Bug as well. So. Um, who, who drew uh, Gotham Academy? Because uh, I just picked up that first volume. Yeah. I like that um, that style. If oh, you, and if I you know the name of all these artists, let us know. Well, and of course, uh, my buddy. Oh yeah, Mike Aldred. Aldred. Would yeah, be great. Um, yep. I, so I was going back through the D, uh, the DC preview thing. Sure. Um, I basically just based on the art they show. I kind of want to read Batman Superman. Uh, it's written by Joshua. Williamson, but the art is by Nick Darrington. This oh. cover is beautiful. I, I don't even know who he, that is. Well, he did uh, the Doom Patrol covers, and in fact, oh. that that and uh, the Dark Miracle Side. Variants. Yeah, got it. Okay, so right. he did the Batman, the the one that came out of Walmart, the one that uh, Bendis was writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the art for that as okay. well. Okay, it is. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Just yeah. that Dark Side cover he did, and, and he did it. And what's weird is I think he said he just took it in Photoshop and inversed it, and that's how he got the effect. That's the cover. Oh, cool. Because he posted the original oh, nice. one day. All right. So, so we might run out of battery soon. So let's well, try to wrap oh, it up. Right, I've got one thing left. Yeah, left me too. Marvel. Okay, so you cool. go ahead. Um, on sale, April 2020. Uh, I love this guy's art. Marvel uh, monograph, the art of Frank Cho. It is. Ooh. Yeah, I love Frank Cho's art. I love his, I mean, he does great women. He's like an Adam Hughes. He is, you know, yeah. If you've seen his Liberty Meadows stuff, he does, you know, cute animals, uh, really great women and man. I love all the stuff he does on Instagram with like with just ballpoint ballpoint pen mm. and he did that whole book he's just done some yeah. great covers I you know I'm trying to think of like any of his cons- like Marvel books where he did series because yeah. I, I just know covers how much run well that's the thing I mean how much runway as an editor would you have to give Frank Cho if he was going to draw the interiors Wow! Right? Because uh, I, I mean, he's mainly known as a cover artist. I don't. Yeah. Even, has he? I don't know. Liberty Meadows. He did the yeah. interiors yeah. for right. The, the only book. thing he had one controversy. He drew Wonder Woman, uh, one time for a variant cover that yeah. Greg Rucka, Greg Rucka struck down and said no, we can't do that. It was too sexy. It was too sexy. Yeah. Apparently, it had like her her war. I want to say kilt or skirt. You know how she has like pieces that kind of lay on. It was. You could see like a panties, <gasps> and I think that was yeah. Wonder Woman wears panties. I know, I know. Well, whatever's so this, under there, this, <laughs> the secret's out. Uh, Wonder Woman, Kite Man, they both wear panties. <laughs> but you, I just put I that stir. I think Kite Man wears Wonder Woman's panties. I'm just <laughs> so well, you, listener, tell us who wore them best. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll see if I can track that down. But, yeah, I know there was one point there was some, some hubbub over that. And it's like, well, when you hire Frank Cho to do a cover, you know what you're getting. Right, yeah. You, know, you don't may go get to, that. Yeah, don't go to the bakery and not ask for the cheesecake. <laughs> God, now I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, Me too. So let's let's hit that last right. one, Josh, so we All can right, get so out of All right, so at the very – I mean, it's like the last page. Uh, the very back of this, not a comic, but uh, related – DC designer series Batman by Mike Mignola mini statue. Ooh. Oh, it looks like the way it's painted looks like when you see those uh, YouTubers that do the paint that make them look like uh, paintings yes. or the, the yeah. makeup. They do like 3D. It, it, that's how the statue looks. Yeah. It, it does not look like it is fully three dimensional. It looks flat. Yeah. God, I want this so bad. Yeah, it looks I mean, cool. And it's and it's that. It's very stylized. Mignola, kind of, you know, lumpy Batman standing there looking grim, but also sad and thoughtful. He's got no shoulders. He's got no shoulders, right. It's just cape. It's just straight down. That's that's it. Colin Cape. $95. Comes out in August. $95. Sculpted by Jonathan Matthews. Okay. uh, Batman artist you'd want a sculpt from. 
Well, this is it. I mean, I, I know <laughs> that's that, that, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, yours, that's but what it, what is? I already have Greg Capullo. I already have a Libra Mejo action figure. Like their designer series. Yeah, I have a lot of these designer series. You, so you already have the one yeah. you want. I would probably uh, Ed McGinnis. I love. I think I don't Ed have McGinnis the I don't have the Todd McFarlane one that came out recently. Who who was the uh, God? Who was the um, the uh, Jim? Who was the '70s era Batman artist uh, um, w- during the kind of revival? Neil Adams? No, no, no. Uh, Jim Aputo? That's not right. Aparo. Aparo. Yeah, I want a Jim Aparo sculpture, right? Like that quintessential. Oh, that's like really good. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, because I just see like I mean. He's no, that very, I know that cape. I know. Yeah. Oh, guy, be awesome. You guys can't see them, but they were both jumping around. <laughs> I mean, we're we're like using our hands to show cape and ears, and oh, and we're so all good. over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, was it Kevin Nolan? Kevin Nolan. Kevin good. Nolan. He, I like this. Maybe big, that's who I was thinking of when you said Phil Noto. For some reason, in my brain, I just his overlap big, them. Long ears and that flowing cape. Oh, yeah. like Kelly Jones. <gasps> Kelly, Jelly Jones. Kelly Jones. That was an I was thinking Dude, of the Kelly Jones. I think Jones. there is a Kelly Jones. I feel like there is. I've seen it because it's kind of a horror-based Batman. Yeah. Okay. I do want a uh, an Azrael figure from the '90s with every single spike. By and Joe Casada. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That has to be a Joe Casada piece. Azrael, really? I just. I can't help it. They Batman it Curse of the White Ambush Knight. Ambush Bug. Who do you want? Um, oh, there's a. Really well, I mean, it would be Keith Giffen. Yeah, I yeah. That. that's yeah. the only one. I would actually, I'd love to see any Keith Giffen sculpt because it would look kind of like that. Mignola, yeah. he doesn't. I mean, like full on Keith Giffen. Yeah. You know, like Lobo era Keith Giffen, the little curly Keith. Very stylized. Very stylized. I would love to see a kind of sculpt like that. So. Oh, Simon Bisley might have some good sculpts. Oh, a Lobo. Lobo. You gotta yeah. get. Wow, Lobo. we're all poor right now because <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna go online and find a bunch of stuff. I hope DC skipped the last part of this episode. They didn't. We're just giving them the best idea. Okay, like, so okay, Simon. He said yeah, Simon yeah exactly. So but bef- Daniel guys knows Batman. So before my DC Universe uh, subscription lapses in February, I need to go watch Harley Quinn. Yes. And I guess look at any of the discounts on the merch they have. So I'm so um, disappointed in that channel. I am I, too. I, I really just to see what it could have been, and now that it's just kind of being parted off to other places. Yeah. Stargirl's going. I mean, we were going to do a whole Stargirl show, and I don't yep. even know if we're going to do that because it's just CW now. We still can. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, but it's it, it's like. Again, and I've we've all said this. I, I am worried about what's going to happen to the comics portion of it because that was kind of the That's coolest my feature. Main concern. Yeah. And are they? Are th- I mean, they reintroduced them back into um, Comicsology Unlimited, right? Like that was the first kind of death knell. But I don't know if it has the same library that DC. It's Universe not as has. deep. No, it's not as deep. Um, so. I mean, but we're still missing Vertigo stuff, like Transmetropolitan. Yeah, there was there. none there, of that there, on there. There's, there. there's, there's no Milestone. Yeah, no Milestone at all. Oh, that's a shame. I really, that's, we need to do a Milestone episode. Yeah, um, that'd be good. Um, and Malibu Comics. That that uh, Kirkman episode on Milestone uh, is very, really good. good. Yeah. yeah, that's a, probably the best, most current thing. If you if you don't know what Milestone is, yeah. check out the. Uh, I think it's called the. Uh, History of comics. History of comics. Uh, Robert comics. Kirkman's history of comics. Yes. Hang on, I'll, I'll, it's on my. And it, I think it's like the third episode. Yep. I think so. They're all. They're all very they're good. All they're all really good. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do a Stanley Jack Kirby thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not just fan service. It 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 introduces a uh, a it, lot of the the good and the bad. And it's not just stuff that you've heard over and over. Like it actually looks like they went and did some actual more in-depth research it's not like when marvel did like uh or dc did like a wonder woman thing recently too but it was just mainly like leading up to the film and kind of like it didn't really talk about the full story of wonder woman episode five of season one so yeah i think in the future we're planning on doing some uh revisiting the 90s maybe by publisher by series We'll, we'll look into that uh, once Kyle and Adrian can come back and record, we're doing our crisis uh, episode. Oh, uh, speaking so of that, just real quick, did you guys any? Are, are you guys interested in checking out the shows again yes. after Crisis? Uh, you mean the first time? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I I do need to watch them. So uh, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I had a blast. This every every year they do a crossover. It's fun. There's yep. cool moments. This one really felt like we're going to try to do everything we can. We're going to grab all these yeah. moments. We're going to have. But then 
there is a part where you start to go, okay, the, the, where's the story? Right. Like, like I do feel like there is a, like, oh, we need to get back and wrap this up kind of near the end. But for all the cool shit, it's worth it. I mean, yep. I really, I enjoyed seeing Stephen Amell, um, Grant. I loved seeing 90s Flash. Um, yeah, it was, all the cameos are a lot of fun. So yeah. we'll, we'll go really, we'll yeah. dive real deep. I will watch it before before we do that. Because okay. I, I was just on my account seeing what I can watch. And it only looks like parts four and five. Okay, if not, mm-hmm. then, yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it's really hard on YouTube TV to find the episodes. I know, and that's why I hadn't been watching them. But, again, I am, okay, look, this is just, this is an, an open letter to DC. I subscribe to your email newsletter. If you're going to email me oh, after no. the finale appears... And in the text of the email say, have you been waiting to watch Crisis to binge it? Here is a link to watch all of it. And then put the fucking flash spoiler as the image. Why? (laughs) Why? Why not let me? I mean, you say in there, you haven't seen it yet. Go enjoy it. By the way, spoiler, like just why? I mean, that was one of the greatest reveals in yeah. the show, and it was spoiled on Twitter the second it happened. Oh, and I had successfully avoided. The most I'd heard was that there Whoa, was some really? there was some sort of overlap with the DCEU. That's all I knew, yeah. and that could have been any number of things, right? And so, why, why do that to I, me? I I will <laughs> offer you this though. To me, is if he appeared in the TV show, there's a big chance Grant's in the movie, and I'm excited about that. That would be cool. That'd be because very cool. Isn't that that's aren't they working on Flashpoint? Isn't that what yeah. the Movie yeah, is, that's so what I've heard. You could see Grant oh, totally because it would it would basically be doing the Flash series in the opposite direction, right? If so. you're excited about that cameo, wait till you see uh, Henry Cavill's mustache <laughs> <laughs> on Supergirl. Not not <laughs> not. I was gonna say not Henry Cavill, just mm. his mustache on a table, like it's just sitting there. It's in the trophy um, room <laughs> on the Legends. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I, I, they should do that. That would make a lot of sense, actually. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, awesome. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.